Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, also known as the Profit Booster. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth and plans for your future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a great event coming up, so please mark your calendars. On July 29th, I am being partnered up with three other business experts uh, and presenting a business acceleration event on Saturday, July 29th. And we are going to be sharing 12 costly profit-killing mistakes that are stalling your growth. So join us for just two hours. I know it's Saturday, but it's going to be the best two hours you've spent, where four experts are sharing 12 strategies that will help you accelerate your business. Hey, it only takes one to change the course of your business in your life, and we're giving you 12 to choose from. So register for today, or register today at Join Accelerate Now. All right. I'm super excited to have my guest on with me. A fellow Californian for the moment is uh, Beate Chalet, and she is a growth architect and the founder of The Women's Code. She creates strategies, design, designs profit maps, get my mouth worth, process maps and blueprints for visionaries and leaders who want to maximize their profit and scale their impact. A first-generation immigrant who found herself $135,000 in debt as a single parent, Beate bootstrapped her passion for photography into a highly successful global business and eventually sold it to Bill Gates in a multi-million dollar deal. Beate is one of the 100 top global thought leaders for 2021 by People Home and one of the 50 most followed women entrepreneurs by HuffPost. And she is the author of the number one international award-winning Amazon bestseller, Happy Women, excuse me, Happy Woman, Happy World, How to Go from Overwhelmed to Awesome, a book that a corporate trainer and bestselling author Brian Tracy calls the handbook for every woman who wants health, success, and a fulfilling career. So Beate, thank you so much for coming on Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. I am super excited to be here, especially, you know, the word profit. I mean, immediately got my attention. <laughs> right. I know we're both always talking about it. And it's so funny. It's one of the most common um, misunderstood um, line items in business owners, uh, P&Ls these days. You know, they just look to the bottom and think that that's it. But there's so many nuances to it that can really enhance it. But, you know, let's circle back real quick here. You came from a bootstrapped, you know, single parent with a ridiculous amount of money in debt to getting out of that. How in the world did you turn into coaching businesses from there? Yes. So after I sold this business, you know, after this decade of bad luck, which I describe as somebody with a cast iron frying pan, not the non-sticky Teflon one, but the heavyweight cast iron ones. One that everything sticks to. (laughs) Oh, holy smokes. Yeah. I was like, boom, you know, you, 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 you get hit over the head. 
So after I've had my exit and then here we are and, and, you know, I have this, this, have the money and I'm thinking, you know, let's do something very sensible. Let's go shopping at Berks, Bergstorf Goodman, at Bergdorf Goodman. And so my daughter and I went shopping and I looked at a $200 t-shirt and a $2,500 trench coat from Burberry. And I remember I'm looking at this, I'm going like, I remember now why I was never interested in buying it then. And I am not starting to buy this now. It just wasn't, you know, because sometimes you think you want to go somewhere to do something and then you are there and you go like, nah, this is just not even, not even worth it. So we literally walked around and, and left uh, afterwards. Isn't it funny when you have money and you want to spend it, you don't find anything. And then when you're out there and you're like, oh, I don't have any money to spend, you find all the things that you need. (laughs) You know, possibly, possibly something like that. And so then I realized that I had always had the sense that all the stuff that I went through had to be good for somebody or somebody had to derive a benefit from this. And that's when I decided that I was going to share my knowledge. And I first started with Women's Code and uh, I wrote my book, Happy Woman, Happy World. And then from there on, little by little, I felt, you know, I needed to go broader and I need to go broader. So I did some photography coaching, some creative entrepreneur coaching, and then I went to um, business in general. And then I realized that I actually don't like coaching as much as I do strategizing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I came up with the whole brand around growth architecture, strategies, workflows, processes, and systems. All the stuff a lot of people think is boring and soulless and number driven and has no creativity. And I designed it in such a way that it's like a creative sandbox. I just provide the structure for the sandbox. Mm. I love it. I love it. You know, it's, it's funny where the world guides you, right? And you find this and you don't like it. You find that and it feels good and it feels impactful and people like the way you're doing that. And it just feeds into this evolution of this company that you create for yourself. And um, I just love it when people have that kind of epiphany and they, and they move into it and they accept it. So it's it's like a lot of us entrepreneurs end up doing something similar um, and, and oftentimes get stuck in the minutia and can't continue to grow in it. And I think strategies, which you so eloquently said, um, are the way to really drive your business in the direction that you want it to. It's just a bunch of tactics put together in a simplified process that's repeatable, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to look at it from a perspective of, you know, what is what is strategy? Like, how do I even define strategy? Well, strategy is the way in which you go to achieve a particular outcome. Hmm. That means that in order to have a strategy, you must have an outcome or a strategy well-defined. So that goes now back, if you look at any of the mindset teachings, what does everybody say? Visualize your outcome. If you look at a scientist or if you look at um, somebody, anything in nature, when the bear gets hungry, the bear gets food. The decision is made because an event happened and then the action follows. So we have to remember that if it exists in an, in a law in nature and spirituality in life in the world then these laws apply to us as well that means we need to first have the goal 
So、no. now, if my goal is to run a business, that's not really a goal. That's an action, right? So go ahead, run your business. If your goal is to run a one million dollar business with a five hundred thousand dollar profit,、mm. now we can design a strategy which is the path that will get you there. But that's, I think, why people. I think it's almost like when you when when people don't want to look at their numbers or their spreadsheets. Because the numbers are bad, and they don't prefer not to look because then they don't know how bad、yes. it is. Exactly, <laughs> I think strategy is very much the same way. People don't want to talk about it because they don't have any.、Mm. You know that that is that is probably the biggest correct answer I've heard in a long time. That business owners. They fly by the seat of their pants through business. You know, they we all I preach. You know, you got to have a business plan, and your plan is a working plan that you're gonna. You know, it's a living, breathing document that should have you know prime real estate on your desk that you're referring to regularly. When others are just like, okay,、um, I asked on Thread yesterday morning. It's Monday morning. What's the first thing you do when you get it when you get into the office? And and it's like the strangest answers come in. And if you know the plan. You know exactly what you should be doing. Then you have key metrics that do it. I mean, it all just—it snowballs, right? Yes. And you've、um, got to have the plan. Where am I going? How am I getting there? I like that you that that you also say whether the metrics that you're measuring now now a KPI a key performance indicator is a metric. So sometimes when people throw big names like this around, then there's another. Wall up! Oh my gosh! In addition to strategy, now we're talking about all the other stuff. But you got to think about it this way: like in in your personal life, if you want to lose weight, you know that your calorie intake has to be lower than your calorie burn. So you have two、That's、options: you eat less, you burn, or you burn more calories. Or you now apparently have. The option of taking a drug, which is which, of course, most people will prefer because then it doesn't include any work. If you <laughs> want a better physique, you can go do the work at the gym, or you can go get surgery, which is why a lot of people get surgery because they don't want to do the work. work. Yeah. Then we go to business, and people say, "I want to make a lot of money," and then they fail to set the basic principles, and the basic principle. For entrepreneurial freedom is, what is it going to look like when I get there?、Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do that, then you become a slave to your business. Then the business is the master, and you are the slave. Yes. And the business requires you to come in on Saturday to post photos of cats skiing, <laughs> because you desperately need your likes. Because by now you've upset your entire family so much that they don't want to be around you because you're intolerable. Because you're so miserable and angry, because your business is not working, so you try to do all these crazy actions. And so, when we talk about entrepreneurial freedom, or about strategy, or about all these performance indicators, it's like, where do you want to go? How do you measure your success on the way there? And then, what are the actions that you need to be taking now to get there? And I give you an example. I spoke to someone, and she said to me, "I have an online course about financial fitness." I said that's great. She says I want a hundred million people to take this online course. Great, it's five thousand dollars a pop. Okay, so how many people do you believe are buying a five thousand dollar financial fitness course that's completely self guided? 
<laughs> Very few. Very few. So now if you want 100 million people to invest $5,000 in this, what is your multiple of lead generation to achieve a conversion rate of what? Typically one, two, three percent. So <laughs> now you're looking at what a billion leads. To That's get to easy. That so, so, so I said to her, so how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's when we throw these numbers around that mm -hmm. we don't have a sense of what the realities are. There's metrics, approximate metrics for most everything already out there. Exactly. So a typical opt-in rate, you know, when it's really good is around what, 20, 23%. If it's if lucky, normal, yeah. yeah, if you're lucky, if it's normal, it's what, around 10, 12, then your conversion from that goes down in a single digits. If people even show up because they're zoomed out. So so you have to really think about this. It's like, how are you going to make that goal then happen and then take those actions? That what's create the profitability and the freedom. I love it. I love it. And and freedom, freedom goes away so quickly in the entrepreneurial space. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I doubt it. We started our companies as business owners because we had this idea that we could do something better or different, right? And we had this dream of this lifestyle that the business owner would have. And the reality is, is that we're sitting here struggling, trying, wearing a dozen different hats, trying to, you know, work 60 hours a week for the worst boss in the world, us, and being the worst employee in the world, us, and making close to whatever it is. And sometimes it's near minimum wage. You know, when you put the hours in to birth this dream. And I think that it would be so much easier on the entrepreneur, the ideal consumer, their family, you know, everybody around them and the stress and giving them the freedom that they so wanted if they simply worked from a plan or a strategy. Yes. A hundred percent, because then you can design which portions of this plan you are going to do. You know what the markers are when you hit a marker, a certain action happens. So when I get to $250,000, I am now going to hire a salesperson. When I get to 500,000, now I'm going to hire operations or a controller. So you, you also want this strategy in place to help yourself. You know, I had somebody who I spoke to, you know, sometimes these things are really weird. And he says like, well, all we do is work. I said, okay, what's the revenue? He says, well, we are at about it's me and my wife. We are at about two million. I said, "Well, that's about as much as you can get to because that people about a million a, a, a million a person is burnout formula. Mm -hmm. I mean that it it just it just is." And then he goes like, "Yeah, but if I hire somebody, I have to give up some of my profits." And I'm, I, yeah, I had the same face that 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 you are having right now <laughs> is is like. Are you building this so you can be enslaved to every quality of life of to quality of so is that all you do 
well, no, we do everything together. Me, my wife, and our kids, we travel everywhere together. We work together. We live together. We sleep. I said, sounds to me like there's a cost savings plan. <laughs> so at, at, at $2 million in revenue, I would expect that you put some sort of scaling method in there unless this is the model that you designed. Right. And then they got angry with me because they didn't like what I not. said. So- so I think, you know, there's nothing wrong to say I have figured out how I can maximize my profits with the model that I have set up in this particular way. And I don't want anybody else from the outside to come in. Mm. That's okay. Then, then be happy with your enslaved lifestyle and your limited or your ceiling on the income that you produce. Exactly. So one of the funniest things that that I've realized in my practice of helping and coaching clients in my own business experience was that when you hire somebody, you're taking an investment in hiring them, but their goal is to produce at least their revenue, if not multiples of their, I mean, uh, at least their income in revenue, or if not multiples of that. So when you hire somebody, they're not eating away at your profit. They're actually generating at least their income. They're paying for themselves. So to be limited minded in, in a business and being blocked at 2 million, that's your own doing. I, I was I was absolutely shocked. Right. Because yeah. because I'm going like, great, you're right there. You can afford to hire somebody good like me to come in and help you uh, put a put a plan and a structure in place and, and figure all of this out. And then he goes like, yeah, but then I like have to pay you. And <laughs> then, and, and then <laughs> you're going to tell me to hire people and then I'm going to lose all my profits. I'm like, oh, that's that's an unusual yeah. Unusual mindset. Yes. Yeah, definitely unusual. You know, um, again, not everybody is designed to think like a business owner. And no. that's where that's where folks like you and I come in when we're consulting with our clients. We can give them a different viewpoint and how to create the the lifestyle that they so dreamed of when they started this company, right? Not the enslaved lifestyle that your your client had. Um, you know, it's it's crazy because. That's probably the number one goal. I want to have a lot of money and I want more freedom. And they don't think that 60 hours and living, working, eating, sleeping and capping out at the income level is is going to provide that kind of freedom to them. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting. I think there's a lot of fear associated with this, mm. Marcia. I, I do. I, I don't know what you see. I would assume you see the same thing. Yeah. But there's <laughs> also always your parents' voice in your head. <laughs> you know, be grateful with what you got. Don't take any risks now. You you you, you worked so You're hard to get here. Be comfortable, protected. Um, and and so when you do a protective gesture, just a hand gesture of protection goes down. It. Yep. If you do a growth gesture, it goes up. So just the thought of protection means that you're pushing the energy downward. It already mm. is limited in its growth. So protection in business kind of is a tough one because is there any safety in the market right now? Was there any safety before COVID in the market? But people forget so quickly. They say, oh, I just wished it was back to when it was before COVID. You complained just as much before COVID. 
<laughs> exactly. I think it was harder before COVID. You know, I think that there's, you know, technology and and lifestyles and, you know, the acceptability of remote workforces and so on has opened up huge opportunities for business owners today that can think not even outside the box, right on, you know, just continuing as status quo, that there's so many more opportunities, especially in the labor force to to gather and grow. Um, but something that you said that kind of hit me, um, if you're not growing, your company's dying. And it's like that in any kind of situation, even your bank account. If your bank account is not growing with interest, then you're actually losing money against inflation because the cost of goods and services are more expensive than they were last year. And so we have to constantly think in our business, if we're not growing, we're dying. So well, you, it's, also, we're, it's also a principle of a, a principle in nature. Exactly. And we're not talking about market domination and taking no. over the world and becoming the next Amazon. We're talking about continuously innovating, thinking of improving processes, finding additional customers, growing the revenue to offset and fulfill your needs and dreams, the needs and dreams your company provides in the community, and so much more. But you must continue to grow or sell the thing and get out of there. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're absolutely correct. I think it's a very important concept to recognize that if you think that there is a, a there to get there, there is no there. No, it's 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 a treadmill. It's constantly going. Marathon, uh, sprint, whatever, you know, yeah. ultra marathon. <laughs> <laughs> or the little the little rat running around exactly. or hamster running. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, we are going nowhere. I hope not um, a hamster wheel. I hope you guys at least outside and running an ultra marathon, right? Exactly. Exactly. That sounds fantastic and 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 growing and driving. But yeah, so so when we're talking to business owners and we want to keep them in that growth mindset, how do you shift that for them? You know, I mean, mindset is everything. And I think if you're not, if you need your mindset shifted, you're probably not the right person to be an entrepreneur. But at the same time, we need to keep that growth mindset going. So how do we do that? Well, I think <clears throat> the first things first. So mindset is a daily practice. There is no ifs or buts around that. Even the best of us who have had success or exits or have mastered mindset to a certain degree, even the greatest spiritual teachers, it's a daily practice. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there is a internal program, you know, our DNA, what runs in our blood, the memory of everything that was before our functions of our reptile brains of protection, looking for the enemy, you know, fight or flight, our programming from our parents that, you know, was put into our brains before we were seven, before we had any ability to reject any thought. All of this stuff is constantly running, running in your, in your system. So, Unless you do this on a daily basis and you remind yourself, what is the truth in this? What is the truth here today? Um, it's possible. Somebody's doing it. If somebody's doing it, it's possible. It's possible therefore for me too. So if it is possible for them and it is possible for me, then the question isn't, can I do it? Then the question is, how can I do it? All right. So what are the actions that I need to be taking to be going into this? So when we talk growth, to answer your question. You need to think about who do I need to become? Mm. 
to be that person that runs the million, two million, five million, ten million, hundred million, or billion dollar company. Because what Elon Musk does is probably very different from what a lot of our listeners are doing. He's not going to look at cats skiing. Uh, he isn't posting social media things unless, you know, on, on Twitter, which he just spent $40 billion for. I was just going to say, unless he's ruining his company. <laughs> well, and, and, and that'll, that'll, that should tell you on, is that a good, was this original a good spend of his time? And I think the answer is now here. No, it was a terrible use of his time, but you know, at least he has some sort of a self-awareness and realized that, that, that was a bad idea. Not, not of course, before opening the door wide open for, for Zuck to come running in with thread. For Zuck to go like we got him by the throat. So, so, he, you know, but, but let's look at a Mark Cuban or let's look at um, like a, a Richard Branson or a Bill Gates or anybody who performs at a really, really high level. They have a very good, strict routine, what they eat, who they work with, their coaches, their performance coaches, their nutrition coaches, their relationship coaches, they are, you know, they, they have they have help in all the areas that they already identified that they're not good at because they understand that is a daily practice. So mm. you now think <clears throat> that you can, with the education that you have, with a couple of years of college that you have, with the five, 10 years of business that you have under your belt, can now emulate the behavior somebody who's ultra successful has without studying that or learning that or becoming that you're mistaken you're deluded mm -hmm. so even i and i have had a multi-million dollar exit even i have to remind myself every single day i have a manifesto right i have my manifesto right here love it that i read every day you know, and it and it talks about what my weight is, what my relationship looks like, what my business looks like, because I want to remind my myself every day. This is the this is who I am. This is who this I is the choose. future vision. Yes. To be. And then wow. what do I need to do to become that? Wow. I love it. And it's so important because growth. Like, like I said, if you're not growing, you're dying. So you got to be growing, but you got to have that direction in front of you. And I love that you have it in a manifesto and you encourage your, your, your personal life and your business life, because we're not one or the other. We're both. And oftentimes they <laughs> get intertwined. Um, but it's the things that we want to drive us and move us forward. If you put that I guess it's the carrot, right? You're dangling the carrot in front of you, right? You're hanging that there and you're saying, this is what I strive to become mm -hmm. as a company, as a person, as a wife, a mother, a friend, you know, uh, spiritually, this is what I've decided I want. And, and the best and shortest path to get there is to have a roadmap, a blueprint, a strategy that says, I'm at A now. I want to go to B. GPS says I need to make three rights and a left. There Easy. it is. Now Easy. go make three rights and a left. Exactly. Um, and and if 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 we think about it like this, it's not difficult. Mm -mm. It's work. 
but it's not difficult. So you don't have to reinvent this. You don't, you, there are people out there that have mastered this, that are very good at what they're doing. Lots of coaches and consultants. Why having to prove to yourself that you can do this all by yourself if there are other people out there that can help you? Agree. Agree. You know, it's funny. Um, athletes all have coaches, right? Um, you know, we all More have- More than one. More than one. Yes. We all have people, even your friends that you go to, to ask for advice. In business, now that we're talking about coaching and consulting, in business, you should have many people you ask for guidance from, whether it's paid or mentored or, you know, educated that you get through. You ask for advice to grow because many people have done it before you. There's no reason why you have to recreate the wheel. You may tweak it and put your own sprinkles on it, but the path is there. You just have to find it and start walking it and ask for help along the way. But I think that's the that's what I love out of this industry is is the the potential that so many people have when they open up and ask for help. It's so cool. Yeah, I think that itself is a mindset shift because I can look at you know, my high performance coach and I can say, Jesus, you know, she's expensive. I mean, you know, I'll pay her this much every three weeks. When, when do I not need her anymore? Mm. But the way I look at it is look how far I've already come with her. Right. And, and for me, because I've been a hard charging offer my entire life. One of the reasons I wanted to work with her is because I really want to get in touch with I don't want to say the feminine side, that sounds that sounds not quite right, but uh, really tapping into some of these aspects that sometimes get lost when you're in fight mode your entire life, especially mm -hmm. as a woman and say, where, where, where do I, where can I soften? Where do I, where can I be just woman? Where can I ask for help? Where do I not have to make all the decisions? Where do I not have to be in charge? And admittedly for me, you know, at, at me being German, and at me being a strategist and an architect, you know, and, and talking about growth architecture, add all of that. Now you have very masculine. Idea. Yeah, this it's all masculine. And and I I choose I choose to soften that mm. because I felt that in order to have a good and successful relationship, I needed to learn on how to how to pull myself back. And I'm I'm not always good at it, but so I look at this now and say, well, with the help of somebody who I pay a lot of money to, I have gotten this far. Now imagine how much further I can go Yeah, when I do the next part of the transformation and oh. then the next part of the transformation. So I don't look at it as over. I look at it as a journey. And, and I think that that's great because if, if you look backwards to where would I have been ha if I had not, or where could I have been if I'd started earlier or what would have happened if I never did, right? Using help and guidance for your growth, right? Personal or business. And we're talking primarily business here. It's create, you're paying for speed. You're paying for the shortcut Short and cuts. the knowledge and the information and the support to get you to where you need to go. 
because, you know, with Google out there, we could all type it in and find an answer somewhere, but that's not the answer is not what you're always needing. It's the different viewpoint. It's the different path. It's the step-by-step or the experience and knowledge that will help you get there faster. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. And there is no honor badge, by the way, there is no girl scout, boy scout, uh, that's going to come in 10 years or uh, when when we are at your graveside and it's going to say, oh, you, you know did what? it all by yourself, you did it all by yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> they, because then guess what? Nobody's going to be there. I was just going to say it makes for a lonely <laughs> life, makes for a lonely life. Oh, my gosh. Beate, this was a wonderful conversation about business growth and the things that we all need. Every single business owner needs to have this conversation with themselves in the mirror sometimes and go, what am I missing? Where are my goals and where are my gaps and what do I need to do? And and I find that this is just, um, it's good. It's really good. And it's essential for, for everyone to succeed because we can only do so much on our own. We need we need people. It takes it takes a village to raise a child, right? It takes a village to raise a company as exactly. well. Exactly. I mean, yes, truly, 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 it does. Well, I really appreciate having been on your show, and I want to encourage all your listeners to return the favor and please uh, go wherever you pick up the podcast and give Marcia's podcast a five star review. Oh, you're so a, kind. Thank you. And a comment, please, and with a takeaway from today, and share this with one other person who needs to hear what we were talking about today because it, it is a labor of love and she gives you all the love. Give her a little bit of love back. Oh, you're so nice. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it is, it is been, it's been such a passion project for me to do this project now 200 and you know, 13, 14, 15 episodes in it's been fantastic, but let's flip this back to you. Where can listeners find out more about you, Beate, and, and your path and your message that you're doing? Because this was just a brief introduction into really, truly how you can grow with the Growth Architect. Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, the easiest way is I encourage you all to take a look at uh, what your number one growth blocker is. Go check out our free quiz. You find it at growthblockerquiz.com. If you heard anything on on our episode here today where you say, I may need to reach out to her, please do so. Go to uncoverysession.com. Make sure you mention the show and then we'll gift you a 15-minute uncovery session to figure out what that growth blocker is and what you can do to remove it. Awesome. Thank you. Those are really valuable. And I know that uh, you also do a great newsletter that I'm on and I read it each week and I'm like, oh, that was good. Right. And so getting little tidbits, you don't, you know, even if it's just something, you know, to stay included in in the space and thinking about your constant growth journey. So I love it. 100%. Yeah. All right, listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas that we've been talking about today that you can put into your business and make your business more profitable. And while you're at it, a friendly reminder to join my friends and I for Accelerate Now on Saturday, July 29th. This is a a brief two-hour investment in your Saturday where you're going to have four experts sharing 12 powerful strategies that will accelerate your business. And again, it only takes one to change your life and your business. So go register at joinacceleratenow.com. And Beate and I would love to hear your questions, feedback. Tell us what your growth problem is, or maybe what the last thing you did that gave you a big boost or some big aha that you got out of the show 
that you want to put into your um, into your growth plan. So comment on today's podcast. Let us know, and Beate and I will comment back on your on your feedback there. And while you're at it, please subscribe. You don't want to miss future shows, and you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thank you so much, Beate. 